Hey, hello everybody. Welcome to uh, today's uh, webinar from Exponential. My name's Obi Arellano. Uh, I actually serve with the Exponential Espanol team. I've been uh, serving with Exponential for, for many years, but I get to lead the Ex Exponential Espanol team. And today I get to be the host of this amazing workshop. It's going to be an amazing conversation, especially in the times that we are in right now. We've been in pandemic for over a year and things have changed. Uh, the workplace have changed. And today's conversation is going to speak specifically about that in, in such, a, such, a such a time as these, particularly how we lead teams and, and working remotely. And uh, today, we're going to be having a conversation with, with Krisha, with Krisha Bueller uh, from Belay. And uh, it's going to be awesome time. We're going to be talking about the... Uh, I lost uh, the six proven tips for keeping remote team members accountable. So I know it's going to be, uh, we have amazing contact. Krisha has amazing contact. And, and I don't want to take much of the time away from just me speaking. I want to go straight into the conversation. I just want to uh, say uh, briefly that if you're watching on the hub, uh, if you have questions that come up as Krisha is sharing just some of these proven tips, um, you can put them in the chat and we'll make sure we take those questions and ask them and, and address them. Uh, so that's going to be great. Uh, Krisha, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? Good morning. I am doing fantastic. Thanks for having me, Obi. I'm really, really excited to share some amazing tips and tricks for um, all things remote and hybrid teams. You really hit the nail on the head when you said um, we are in the times of remote work. Um, and I think it's here to stay. So I'm excited to, you know, to be with you today. So, uh, Krisha, you're the VP of, of HR of Belay. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about your role and tell us a little bit about Belay and how you're serving uh, the, the church, how you're serving the marketplace with Belay, Belay Solutions and the services that you provide. Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, I'm the VP of HR at Belay. I've been with Belay for almost seven years now, and it's been an amazing journey. Um, Belay provides really virtual staffing solutions to nonprofits, churches, and for-profit organizations. We specialize in virtual assistants, bookkeepers, uh, website specialists, and social media strategists. And we do all of this remotely. We have done so since the inception of our organization, which has been over 10 years. And so um, it has been amazing. And now as we get out and we are able to talk about Belay and what we can offer, we're no longer having to um, convince people that remote can work because I think we know that it can. It doesn't come without mm. some, um, you know, some struggles, but it can work. And so Really, we are there to come alongside all of our leaders and really help them grow their organizations in ways that they couldn't do on their own. Mm -hmm. And and what what times are you guys living right now, right? With the pandemic that obviously was expected, nobody wanted, and everyone had to shift literally overnight to start structuring their teams to be virtual, to be offsite, to be out of the, the office place, office work. And it's been, it's been a crazy learning curve. 
And I, I truly believe what you're saying. It's here to stay. Mm -hmm. um, yes, things are opening up. A lot of the offices, a lot of the marketplace offices, churches, staff members, everyone is going back to uh, to their workplace, to their office, right? But as uh, I mean, as I, I kept reading, a lot of big companies already saying we are not going to require uh, yeah. people to go back into the office building to headquarters to whatever it is that they, the workplace is mm -hmm. and they're gonna shift into uh into that right so uh, and i have lots of questions that come up i don't know if you have any thoughts before we go into yeah. these particular questions that we have i do i do because i just want to piggyback on what said because I could not agree more. Um, you know, for those of you that are keeping up with anything that's going on in the workforce, you know, um, along with a, a labor shortage, there is this workforce demand, right, of people wanting to work remote, maybe not full-time remote, but some sort of flexible work arrangement. And it was so timely because I was reading my Sherm HR magazine. And if you guys can see this, it says mm -hmm. the turnover tsunami. That is wow. the theme of the entire issue, the turnover tsunami. And people are kind of uh, calling this the great resignation era, meaning that people are demanding that there be more flexibility in the workforce. And so for those organizations that fail to commit to get on board with that in some way, shape or fashion, they're going to lose their talent to places who have figured it out. So I think it's a giant wake up call for all of us to say it is changing and I don't know that it's gonna go back. Um, and so we need to learn how we're gonna take those steps forward to make sure that we can retain and really attract top talent for our organizations and how we keep our teams and our people happy. So wow. I think it's great. It's, it is great. And uh, for, for our, our viewers, for our audience, most of our audience are pastors leading uh, churches or nonprofits. Obviously, we have marketplace uh, yeah. leaders connected here, too, but the vast majority are pastors and leaders. So having that focus in remote, you know, remote work and remote teams and things like that, um, how can leaders or pastors really provide support to staff that can work remotely? successfully. Yes. Yes. So I think one of the things, and I don't want to sound like a broken record every time you ask me a question, but <laughs> I would love for everyone to kind of think in their head, okay, how would I answer this question if we were not remote? Because I think that there is this uh, perception that things have to be really different, that you have to really completely change your leadership style, your communication pattern, uh, mm -hmm. the way that you hold people accountable in um, your organization. There's a little bit of a difference, but there's not a lot. So it doesn't have to be this big looming cloud on how do we do this. But some practical tips, I would say, number one, fill the gap with trust. Mm. It sounds yes. really easy, but, but it's a big one because for so long, we are conditioned to really, um, we see with our eyes and that's what forms our opinions and our assumptions. And so when we can see people physically in the office, in the church, out in the community, we assume that they are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. 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 
when yeah. we can't see maybe calling them and they're not answering unfortunately sometimes we assume they're not working mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they very well could be on a different meeting but we can't see that mm-hmm. and so the biggest thing we fill the gap with trust I am a firm believer that people, the vast majority of people do not wake up every day and say, I am going to go into my you know, pl- place of work or my volunteer activities into my community and do a bad job. Mm-hmm. People want to do a good job, of right? Course. They want to add value. And so you as the leader need to really assume that positive intent, fill that gap with trust. The other big thing is, Don't be afraid to show that empathetic, vulnerable side, right? As the leader, uh, you don't have to be all the things to every person. It's okay to say, hey, you know what? I would love your thoughts on this. How are you feeling about this new initiative or this new mission that we're taking over? I really am not sure, or I don't know the answer to this, so I will get back to you. So I think it's that connection piece that makes us all more human and um, allows to foster greater collaboration across our team. So fill that gap with trust. That's, that's crazy. And I think that's one of the hardest things that we can do when you mentioned that when we don't see them, when we don't see like, Hey, did they clack in? I'm just using the old term, right? Not, not everybody clacks in anymore. Right. But did we see them coming in the morning? Did we see them leave the office Because we know that at least we can count on asking questions, making sure that they're doing their job. When we don't see them like come in, leave the office, it's hard. And and I get to lead a a team that it's also uh, working remotely in different parts of the country uh, and even have a a member that is in, in Mexico. So even international as well. It's difficult for someone like me that wants to make sure that things are going that the way that I want them to be going to a certain extent and not see them like, oh, it's so hard. But like building that gap with trust, I think it's it's a crucial point. And it's it's definitely something that I need to be a little bit more more aware of uh, for for seasons like this. Right. Yes. Think about what that does on the other end. Your. Uh, your team members, your staff, they are going to feel empowered. They're going to feel valued. They're going to feel trusted. They are going to be so motivated to even give that extra effort to be there Mm -hmm. for you, for the team, for the church, your organization, uh, because they feel that trust that you have instilled in them. It's really important. That's right. So then uh, as, as we're thinking of, okay, building that trust and we're thinking, okay, we, I may not see everything that you're doing or every meeting you're at or things like that, but we still have expectations set. We still have goals. We may have weekly goals. We have, we may have semester goals, monthly goals, whatever, you know, teams goals have, right? How can we set expectations um, for a remote team where, you know, where we also feel assured that, okay, things are getting done. We're moving forward. Yes. Yeah. So again, right. I would say, okay, how would you set expectations in person? And that starts with clarity. Expectations have to be extremely clear. And I really love to make sure that we're setting those expectations with the end result in mind. 
So what is actually the end result? What does that have to be? Does it really need to be, does it matter how we get there? Or does it just matter that this is what it is at the end? Mm. If there are things that are important to you that you need to make sure are happening, you need to make sure that you set that expectation extremely clear for those people. What is the mission? Why are you doing it? What are the wins? What is the end result? That is what your team needs to make sure that they are marching to the same goal that you expect them to. That's great. I love that, you, that you're adding the, the clear mission and vision of the organization because that has to be part of yeah. the, the fact that factors in into working remotely, right? Because when we have an office, uh, we may have visual reminders. Hey, this is our mission and it's on that big wall uh, and or this is our, our mission statement, our vision. Every time we have meetings, we may start with that. When we don't see, when they don't have those visual reminders, Having, I, I would even, I would even think that even repeating that, having a constant repeating of the clarity of the vision and mission, of course, with the goals, that helps a lot uh, in, in yeah. having teams not be in the office all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you can just connect people to the why, you know, people are really mm-hmm. willing to do whatever it takes if they can understand why uh, they're doing something and what impact it has on the organization or the mission. So be clear awesome. in your expectations. Yeah. That's great. We have a question here from, from the mm-hmm. audience. Um, have you found whether working virtually works better in a full-time or part-time capacity, or does it matter? You know, I don't think it matters. So here at Belay, we have done both. So all of our independent contractors, they uh, work on a fractional basis. So it is a part-time capacity. Um, At Belay, from our corporate team, we've grown over the years where we no longer really have part-time positions, but we did it in the past. I think it really is about setting boundaries and expectations. If you have somebody that's going to work in a part-time capacity, what does that look like? for your organization. And I think it's really important to set that up front. Are you looking for somebody to work a certain number of hours per day to say, hey, I'd love for you to work mornings, five days a week? Or are you looking for somebody that you're gonna say, you know what, here's about 20 hours of of work, project work, and I don't care when you get it done. It's just that it needs to be done by this time. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's less about um, will it work? And it's more about making sure that you you can set your expectations on what you need from that person in those positions. Right. And I, I would also think that giving them the flexibility, for example, if there's an option for the office to be open, if, if there's mm-hmm. offices still in place, right, as part of the factor into the workplace, and give them the flexibility. If you need to come to the office and do some stuff here or continue doing that, that's also a great thing that I, I, I really have a lot of articles and in that optional aspect for the employees or the mem- team members, it, it's a big benefit for them, right? Just having that, like, I want to stay home, but I'm still going to be on task. Yes, that hybrid model, for sure, yeah. for sure. I mean, I think there's so many people that want just that. I think it's they want the freedom and the flexibility to work from where they deem appropriate that day. You know, I mean, this is FaceTime is still important. And that's coming from an all remote company. 
Um, but we still find time to get together to meet in person. And so if you're going to have a big collaborative meeting or a strategic planning session, it might be valuable to get together in a room to be able to do that. So I don't think that um, it's better or worse. I think it's just you have to think it through because what you don't want to happen is to have these, you know, oh, we have the in-office team, you know, versus the remote team or the hybrid model for people to start to feel like um, they need to be in the office because the senior leaders are in the office and that gives them more face time and, you know, the appearance of being more available. So I really think it is up to the leadership to determine what that looks like and to live that model themselves. If your organization, if your church is going to embrace a hybrid model, then your senior leaders should embrace it too. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, and talking about productivity uh, for team members being uh, working remotely, how can we best uh, measure productivity uh, in remote team members? Yeah, I think it is putting um, putting things in place to make sure that you're measuring the right things, right? So what what is the impact? What are the results? What do you actually need to measure? It's the output that matters. And so for us, we use KPIs, key performance indicators. Of course, you know, you can use whatever suits your model, but it really is about setting the expectations and then inspecting what you expect. I'm going to say that again, because I think that's a powerful phrase. That, that is inspect, a really good one. Yes. Inspect what you expect. And so... Um, you have to make sure that you're following up with your people on the deliverables that they are supposed to be providing and giving that real-time feedback on, hey, you know what? You are, you are hitting the mark. Great job. We are on track, on target. This looks great. Or, you know what? I took a look at this and this is not exactly what I had in mind. So let's recalibrate and make some, make some changes before we get too far off track. So I think that real-time feedback is so critical, both from a positive reinforcement and constructive feedback when necessary. So one of the things that we do at Belay is every single person on our team has their individual KPIs, their, their performance indicators that they know is specific to their role based off of their job description, but it ties to the overall mission and objectives for belay so that each person in our organization knows, okay, here's what I'm doing on a daily basis, but that's how this ties back to the overall mission of belay. And then we follow up with those. We do weekly one-on-ones. We do quarterly performance reviews where it's more of a coaching opportunity and developmental practice. So again, inspecting what we're expecting and making sure that we have clear metrics that matter to the overall impact of the organization. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, all this ties back into one of the things that we said in the beginning, building the trust That's and, right. and remembering, uh, reminding them uh, the why, right? The why we're doing this. These are the end goals. Uh, like for church pastors, leaders, it's always about helping people be connecting to God, right? So That's every little task that they're doing, even though they're not working with the, the congregation or the people, it goes into this bigger picture of like, together we're making this happen. Yes. 
And I, I, I mean, it's, it's something that can be said, right? The, the current, you know, the upcoming generation of, of the workplace is very, very missional. I'm just using just, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. the, the terms, the uh, churchy term, if you will, is very missional. So even uh, having those reminders of like, hey, this is beyond our job just to provide you a paycheck is to help the people, is to help our communities, to help our city. Um, and, and those things just, like we're saying, ties them back to that beginning, to that trust and continues to build on that productivity that helps them feel accomplished. They're part of a yes. bigger. Yes. Uh, people want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And when you get so focused in the day-to-day and your head's down and you're crunching and trying to get through all those things, sometimes it's hard and it's our job to lift everybody's heads up and remind them, hey, what you're doing every day, this is the impact that you're having on the community, on the church, on our overall mission. Um, One of the things that we do is we really spend time as an organization Every other week, truly, is sharing testimonials with our team members from our clients, our contractors out in the community, because we constantly want to remind them of our why, our vision, Mm -hmm. our mission, and our purpose. I think that's really powerful uh, for people. That's great. Another question that just came in right now, um, how do you keep up with virtual employees well? For example... If someone comes into the office having a bad day, it's easy to notice, but I'm not sure if I'll know whether everything's okay when people are working virtually. Yes, that's a great, great question. So I think the, you know, the, the hard work comes in the beginning where you have to be really intentional on how you are going to connect with your team. You're right. You're not going to have those hallway encounters or break room impromptu lunches or the weekend uh, water cooler chat, right? It is, um, you have to, you have to create, you have to create those moments. And so some people like to do a quick five minute stand up Zoom huddle, right? You have a small team, maybe every day in the morning before everybody gets started, you jump on Zoom for five minutes and just do a How's everybody doing today? That's cool. I'm a huge fan of video. I know that there's Zoom fatigue is a real thing, but if you and I cannot be across the table from each other, this is about as close. This is about as good as it's going to get. So I could see your face right now, and I could say, "Oh my gosh, Obi, are you are you okay? Like, what's going on?" And so I think Mm -hmm. you have to put in that work up front to really learn about your team, um, learn what they're going through. Spend a little, what's going on um, at home? How are they motivated at work so that you can pick up on those things? Um, Make a point to just check in with the team from time to time. And those one-on-ones are are important. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. That's really good. I like the idea. Yes, there is Zoom fatigue. There's people already tired of the the virtual uh, meetings especially when there's there's some back there's some days that is like back to back to back and the fatigue is even worse i think than having meetings in person because here you end one at you know 9 59 and at 10 you start the next one no room to break to give your brain a little uh, a little you know time in between to go to the next right 
Well, yes. And if you think about it, you know, we are, we are really close, like we're closer. Mm -hmm. And if we were to be in person, you know, we would be a lot kind of further apart. And so Mm -hmm. it is, um, you know, it takes more energy to be Mm -hmm. in that um, close space. But I'll tell you one thing I started doing with my team and it has worked out so well. You know, I mentioned we do weekly one-on-one. So I speak with, you know, my team at least once a week. And um, we started doing every other week, we do our one-on-one on phone and we go for a walk if it's nice out. Oh, so because same thing, everybody has so many video calls a day and it is one of those things where, you know, my team, I've, I've been with them long enough that. Um, I can say, you know what, let's go for a walk. Let's hop on the phone and let's do our one-on-one while we are outside walking. And it is a really good break. It gets us up away from our computer moving. And the conversation seems to be a little more energizing. And then you're home and you, you just feel good because you got you got out right to enjoy the fresh air. You got off of your chair, your Mm -hmm. eyes got a break, um, and you were moving your body. So I know not everybody can do that, but that is something that we have started to embrace and it works really, really well. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Give, giving that alternate weeks and give the eyes a break, the visual break, but still connect and even connecting a different, in a different level, right. And a different aspect because being out in nature, you're kind of like the pressure of the office, the pressure of being in front of, of yes. you know, your boss or your coworker, whatever. It's like, it's, it's, it's can be, can be a lot. Right. So that's a great idea. I'm actually yes. going to start putting that into practice myself. You with should, my you should. <laughs> and it, and it encourages your team that, okay, I can step away too. Yeah. Right. I can actually fair. step away for a minute and get out and take a breath and, you know, gosh, it just really, um, it increases, it increases creativity and productivity yeah. for sure. That's awesome. How, how do you create a culture of accountability? Um, mm-hmm. when again, the, the, the dynamics are not in person. Yeah, I think, um, it is really leading by example, right? So it kind of takes some of the things that we've already talked about. So you're, you know, you're gonna fill the gap with trust. You are going to, have set really clear expectations. You are going to inspect what you expect. Mm -hmm. And now you're really just going to hold each other accountable. And it really is about creating a peer accountability environment, meaning that not only are people wanting to hold themselves accountable for you as their leader, but really it's for their team and for the organization. Mm -hmm. So some of these might sound really simple, but they are practical and it's what works for us. So we do things like we completely share our calendars with everybody. Mm -hmm. There's no hidden Mm -hmm. calendars. And if I have something even outside of work, for example, if I have, um, if I have a lunchtime yoga class once a week that I really want to take because it is what I need to do to be able to fill my cup, it is on my calendar. Everybody Mm. in the organization can see that. And I'm okay with it because I'm not hiding anything, but my team also knows I'm going to be unavailable during that time. It helps with that fill the gap with trust because if you're trying to get a hold of someone and it's been two hours, two and a half hours, 
maybe I can just peek at their calendar and I can actually see they've been in back-to-back meetings. So it really is great for both remote and hybrid. If you have a hybrid team, maybe they indicate when they're going to be in the office versus when they're going to be at home. Just so people know, they are aware. Um, We love using a project management tool. So Asana, Basecamp, Trello, it is a great way to collaborate on projects and initiatives virtually. We love it because all of the the dates, the deliverables, what needs to happen, who owns it, what their responsibility is, is right there for everyone to see. So you can very clearly see who is getting their things done on time, who potentially is a bottleneck and why. So that is great. Again, it's visibility. Um, The other thing would be PTO. Take your vacation. Take your vacation and let the team know when you're on vacation. So we have a company-wide shared PTO calendar. Again, it allows us to know when people are away from the from the job and also allows us to be proactive in terms of if I have a project and I know that I'm going to need something from somebody in a different department and I know that they're going to be out next week, then... I can proactively reach out to them to get things wrapped up before they go Mm -hmm. out on PTO. So it really is this, again, this visibility into all the things, this transparency that really breeds a culture of accountability. So, yeah, that definitely helps. Just, just thinking, just, just me thinking, all right, I'm going to share my calendar with my team. I have to make sure I'm on top of my own calendar. Exactly. Right? Sometimes for me, like I do have my calendar and I and I base my work day out of my calendar. Mm-hmm. But if nobody's seeing it, sometimes I move it around. Sometimes I, you know, do other things yes. like that. Not, not always. Right. But then this helps that accountability aspect, even for me as yes. someone overseeing a team. And, and that's huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it instills that trust that you are allowing them insight into your calendar mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. helps them help you as well. Yes. Yeah. Here's a, a common question that, that just came in as well. Um, it says, I've known some leaders who take into consideration the differences between the cost of living for each virtual team member and pay people more if they're based in a more expensive city. It seems like that could be a slippery, slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Do you see many organizations doing this? I actually don't. Um, there are some that do for sure, but um, most do not because it is a very slippery slope. In fact, it was um, it was a featured article in the magazine that I was just talking about, the HR magazine, mm-hmm. where there was a, um, a proponent of it and then somebody that was opposed to it. And the way that the person who was opposed to it, what um, what he said was, you know, if you are in a geographic location like a New York City um, and you choose to live in the city in a very expensive um, Mm -hmm. residency versus, you know, an hour outside of town, would you would you do pay differential then? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, Mm -hmm. well, no, Mm -hmm. you probably wouldn't. Right. So there are pros and cons to it. I think it is just um, as an organization, if that's something that you are looking into, that you really think through 
what is the precedent that it sets and just make sure that you stand by and you can support that mm-hmm. decision. Um, I think that there are pros and cons to both approaches for sure. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that's a, that was a great question. And uh, yeah, I think it's, ba- I think each organization will have to reconsider that. Right. Um, because I do see some of the, the aspects of being in a, a, a city, not thinking neighborhoods in a city, which is more, you know, more expensive to live in, but just a general city. In one city, the cost of living in general, the average could be way higher than in a different yeah. state, just the cost of living um, average, if you will, right? Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. I still think at the end of the day, it is very important to pay for the job, and the responsibility mm-hmm. that someone is doing, um, yeah, you know, good. I think that that is um, first and foremost. Yeah, I know that as as you've answered some of the questions that I've that I've shared and some of the those that the audience have shared, you've mentioned some some tools and recommendations. But um, are there any additional tools specifically that you would recommend to support a a healthy and accountable remote environment? Yes, absolutely. I think first and foremost, you have to have the technology and the tools in place to be able to work effectively and efficiently in a remote environment. So that would mean, of course, you need to be able to have a way to share documents and files Mm -hmm. electronically, but not necessarily just email. So Mm -hmm. where are you storing all of that? Um, Can your team access it? So looking into some sort of digital file manager. So, you know, we use Google Drive, we've used Dropbox in the past. Those are two great options. It really is what works for you and your team, but you have to be able to share information um, beyond email. So that's really important. Web conferencing, obviously, Mm -hmm. we love Mm -hmm. Zoom. Zoom has been great for us. We've been using it for the past 10 years before it was really popular. Um, But there are, of course, other Um, platforms that you can use, but that's critical. You have to be able to intentionally foster connection and you do not want your people feeling like they live on an island where they're not talking to anybody all day long. Um, The, you know, the conference calls just on the phone are a thing of the past. We really want to connect. We want to see your eyes. We want to see your body language. Um, And I think that there's something really powerful about um, seeing inside somebody's home. There's like a level of intimacy there that it's kind of like you're, you know, I'm welcoming you into my home. And even all the little things that might come with it, a barking dog or, Mm -hmm. you know, a spouse coming home or something unexpected. And um, I know that sometimes for a long time that was deemed unprofessional, but I think it's becoming um, more relatable, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. we, we aren't a different person at work than we are at home. We really are this, this person um, that we get to connect with each other when we are um, via yeah. video. So web conferencing for sure. And then some sort of instant messenger. So again, because here at Belay, we're on the G Suite plat- platform, we use Hangouts, but you could use um, Slack, or even text, I mean, whatever that is to where you just need a quick answer and you don't want to clog up somebody's inbox or you don't want to have to call them 
or jump on a Zoom call. So that allows for that really quick back and forth, which is super helpful to get those immediate answers. Uh, We talked about project management. So Mm -hmm. Mm Asana-based camp, Trello, and then security, cybersecurity. Depending on, um, you know, the industry, you know, there's a lot of personal confidential information that has to be secured. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. financial information that has to be secured. And so really investing in the right technology and software that really makes sure that everybody's hardware is safe. These are are really good uh, insights and tools, things that we need to keep uh, keep in mind to uh, to make sure that the stream the to streamline communication, streamline our projects, you know, completion dates and things like that. Um, that's really good. Um, I mean, there are so many things that that you've covered already, uh, from tools to creating culture to expectations, measuring measuring productivity. Um, or is there anything else that that I haven't asked? But maybe you're thinking, maybe I should I should be adding, you know, something like this that is crucial for uh, working remotely. Yeah, I think I would just say, you know, keep it fun, right? Like, make sure that you are fostering that connection with your team, whatever that looks like for your organization, your church, your your business. Because at the end of the day, that is what is going to drive up productivity. I I just read um, the growth of an organization, it depends on the speed of trust. And so I thought that was really a powerful quote. And um, I think it's what can you do to continuously drive and increase trust and connection across your team. So um, over-communicate is one of the things that we didn't really touch on. And I think that that is um, equally as important as filling the gap with trust. So when you are in a remote environment, there is no such thing as Um, over-communicating. It's really, really important. So is your team hearing the message that they need to hear as often as they need to hear it? Are you communicating not only effectively, but often enough? Yeah, that's really good. What's the quote that you mentioned, the the growth of of an organization? Yes, um, is only as depends on the speed of trust. So hold on, find it because it's so good. Um, Let me see if I can find it. I'll have to put it in the chat. It's okay. That's that's really good. And it just resonated with me because it's so good. Uh, and I think yeah. that that summarizes everything that you've mentioning, right? Yes. Uh, what we're working uh, remotely because we need to be thinking. All right, we have goals, we have uh, we have objectives for the organization, for individuals. Um, so we want to see those happen. We want to we want to achieve them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it depends on every single one of our team members to be doing their job wherever they are mm-hmm. at. And yeah. it kind of go, goes down to that that speed of trust. I love yeah. that quote. Yeah, really I did too. I loved it. You know, the one other thing that I would mention is this is kind of a challenge for, you know, all of us on, on this call is um, if you're having a hard time getting on board with this remote or hybrid model, I would really challenge you to ask yourself why. 
Like, what is it specifically about this that makes you nervous? Is it you aren't going to have insight, true, you know, sight into what people are doing and then peel the onion back? So if that's the case, why? You know, where is this, where is this hang up where um, you're feeling uncomfortable with this new workforce model? Because like we said in the beginning, Obi, I think it's here to stay. And I think that if we can't get on board with it, we are going to lose out on top talent. So it, it does start with work of the leader, work on, on the inside of us. If we're struggling to get on board, why? Uh, and really challenge ourselves to think a little bit differently, go forward. That, that's, a, that's a great way to evaluate our reasoning mm-hmm. um, because it may be deeper than just like, well, I want everybody in the office uh, and yeah. we can accomplish more in the office. Mm-hmm. And we can get into some, I mean, deep, deep things that we haven't really um, evaluated about ourselves, about our leadership, right? Maybe it's, the, maybe it's the lack of being, uh, the, the, the desire to keep everything in control. Yes. And see everybody doing everything. And that's, that's a, I mean, that's a hard hit for someone who, who feels like that. And, I, and I'll be honest, I, 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 I as an, as an aide in the Enneagram, I sometimes struggle with that. Like, I want to make sure that people are doing what needs to be done the way I want it done, right? Yes. And, and not seeing them makes me feel like I don't have control over that. But that's, man, so good. Such a great question. Because ultimately, we also want to be better. The organization, the church, the teams, the ministries are going to be as healthy as we are going to be uh, healthy leaders and healthy, uh, you know, leading healthy teams. Absolutely, we don't want to be the ones putting a lid on our own liter- on our own leadership, right? Right. Yes. Oh, so, so yes. good. Yes. Oh my gosh, Krisha, this this so far has been such a great conversation, such great tools, such great insight. Even the, the comments and questions that uh, you have shared, who are connected with us right now live, has been so good. Thank you for for participating with us and and sharing those questions, um, Krisha. So, if someone wants to to connect with Belay and 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 learn more about the services, the virtual assistants, how that works. How can they get more information? How can they connect with you uh, about that? Yes, absolutely. So if you want to learn more about Belay, please go to belaysolution.com. We have a wonderful website with a lot of different um, resources and content. One of the things you had mentioned earlier, Obi, about uh, the pandemic is we had to pivot really quickly because we knew, oh my gosh, we've been doing this for a really long time. And the rest of the country is just getting thrown into having to work remote. And so we took that opportunity to build out a ton of content and resources mm-hmm. to equip leaders to lead remote teams. So there's a lot of free resources If you are someone who is really looking to grow a remote team and really struggling, we do have a course that um, you can purchase, which is really great. Um, Also, you can follow us, of course, on Instagram, social media. We're always um, highlighting the day in the life of our clients and and our contractors. So um, we would love to hear from you all. 
Krisha, thank you so much for joining us today on this conversation and this webinar. Uh, I mean, I'm I, I I took so much notes. I took two pages of notes just talking with you right now myself. So this was gold for me. And I know that pastors that are out there, leaders leaders in the workplace, um, have benefited uh, from the even just this conversation. And uh, I encourage everyone to go to belaysolutions.com and learn more about that and, and uh, equip your, your team, your organization even better with this virtual assistant because we can never have uh, more assistance, uh, more assistance as we can, right? So uh, going after that. Thank you so much, uh, Krisha, for joining us. Uh, and we look forward to uh, you know, getting even more people connected to, to your services. Thank you, Obi. It really, it was a blast. I, I'm so passionate about um, remote work and um, the, the freedom that it brings not only to the organization, but to uh, the employees and the team members. I think it's such a benefit and um, the sky's the limit. So I love talking yes. about all things remote work and leadership and uh, looking forward to connecting again soon in the future. Thank yes. you so much for having me. For sure. Thank you so much. God bless you. And God bless everyone connecting on this webinar today for the six proven tips of uh, keeping remote team members accountable. And uh, we can't wait to see you in our next webinar. Goodbye, everyone.